Android Lindsay. You host the Batch Report in the USA. You also recap. Bachelor Australia, Bachelorette Australia, Bachelor in Paradise too. Happy holidays to you. It's a great track. Hi, everyone, and welcome to yet another week of The Batch Report, where we are talking about The Bachelor New Zealand, Episode 9. We left last week on a cliffhanger. Yes, we did. Uh, what was the cliffhanger? Do you remember what it was? I do. Devaney had just interrupted the rose ceremony. That's right. And she was like, hey, can I pull you aside for a second? Yeah, which it wasn't really a cliffhanger for me because I kind of... It's pretty obvious what's going to happen. Yeah, but last episode, they like left it on this cliffhanger and then showed scenes for the next, which showed every girl excite, except for Devaney. Yeah. So it was like, well, obviously Devaney is going to ask to go home. Right. Which is exactly what happened. She was like, out of respect for you and the other girls, I think it's time for me to go home. And he said, that sounds great. You're a wonderful person, but like, we're not right together. Yeah. And I, I respect that. I mean, I think he may have sent her home anyway. If not Negan, but then or Negan's Lydia. getting a, yeah, Lydia too. Then Negan's getting a one-on-one. So that's another thing that they're. Yeah. I don't think he would have sent home Negan. I think he may have sent home Lydia this past time had Devaney not gone home because I think he would have given Negan and Devaney at least one-on-ones to get to know them. Right. A little bit better. Yeah. And I think, um, he has a lot of fun with Negan, but I'm not sure if there's much more than that. Yeah, they like went out on a sailboat. They love to go out on different types of boats on this show. I wonder if he was like, I really want to learn how to sail. You know, like I think maybe he was thinking like, because I'm sure like the bachelor and bachelorette had to fill out a form of the type of dates they would. An interest. Like he's not going to want a bunch of football dates. Right. Exactly. Um, so they go out on the sailboat. They have like all these weird, awkward high fives. And at one point he puts his hand up for a high five and she does not even see it and completely ignores it. And he high fives himself. And it's just like this really weird, like friendy vibe the entire time. Like there's nothing romantic. Yeah. High fives are like very friendy. You know, if you're given a high five, that's not a great sign. I mean, unless you're married, we could do high fives. Maybe, maybe we'll, we'll start. start. Doing, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they go for the swim and I'm like, oh, maybe they'll like, I don't know, connect differently. And they sit down and have dinner after their swim. And she talks about how it's hard for her to like open up. And he's just like, oh, that's like really great that you've gotten to that place where you feel like you can share that. But she shared no actual information. She just said, it's hard for me to open up. And he was like, okay. Yeah. I'm not sure what's going on with that. Um, she doesn't really seem, I don't know if she just doesn't trust him with, or she's hasn't opened up. Like she's just a hard shell to crack kind of mm-hmm. thing, you know, like she's just always had walls up because of the whole police academy thing and, and whatnot. So I think she could be a really fun person when she does open up and things, but yeah. Which at the end of the date, she says, oh no, I've caught the feels. And I was like, which is weird because 
I felt like they had no chemistry and that she didn't even seem that into him. But yeah, then, she seems more interested in the date and like the fun that they're having and swimming and like she's just having a lot of fun from what I understood. Yeah. What do you think? That's basically how it feels like she's there. She's having a good time. She's having fun hanging out with the girls. She's having fun on the dates. But that's about as far as it goes. Yeah. Which back at the house, Lydia and Annie are like play fighting wrestling. But Lydia is just annoyed and she's done with it. She's like, I don't want anyone touching me. I don't want you near me. I need like time. Yeah. Which what do you think the reason for that was? PMS. Oh. Okay. I'm just, I mean, I don't want to be that person who is like, oh, they're PMSing. But like, that's how I feel a lot of times when I'm PMSing or yeah. on my period. And I just don't want people around. Like I'm to a point where I'm just like, nope. Also, I would imagine it's hard to get alone time at a mansion like that, where you're constantly having to engage with the other um, members of the house, like you're going into the kitchen and there's another member. And I have a feeling that crew because Lydia and Annie came in later to the show that they probably share a room. So she's probably just like, I'm around you 24 seven, like give me some space. And so Lydia's like crying in the room and Annie's like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that like you were at the end of your rope and you needed time or space. Like, I'm sorry. But then Lydia's like, but she's still not giving me space. Like, yeah, she's still in here. Like, and Lana just really wants a little more time with Moses. Yeah. Lana wants more time. Lydia wants no more time. She's just like, I want to leave. And then Lou is also like, I need more time. Like, I think a lot of people are getting to the point where they feel like they either need more time or they're out because like, how are they going to end up with someone that they don't spend any time with? Yeah. But there is a group date notice. Bachelor talent show. And everyone's invited. Yeah. So they had one hour to prepare a talent and Lydia 100% doesn't want to participate. She's spiraling. She's having an emotional breakdown. She's crying in her room. Moses walks in, he comforts her and then she chooses to sit out. Which I think was a mistake on her part, but... Like, at least do something, even if it's silly. Yeah, I think the pressure just got to her. And I also think she is feeling very self-conscious at this point. Yeah. Just because a lot of the other girls have had real intimate con- connections. Oh, some of them have. And, yeah, that's basically it. I think she's just feeling self-conscious. And I do think that tarot card reading last week, like, really threw her for a loop... Where it's like, oh, you're young and you want to have fun and make friends and go to brunch. And then she's like, oh, is that all people think of me? And now she's like spiraling in her head because of like a tarot card reading. Which the fact that it's impacting her so heavily makes me wonder if some of it was true. Well, she's so young. Wasn't she like 23 or something? Like she's one of the younger people there and she... She's like, just I don't like mimosas. It. And she probably just had a mimosa like before going. She probably out. has one in her hand. And she's like, I don't like mimosas. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what like you're that. talking about. Uh, um, so, yeah. Um, let's let's get down to the gritties. Yeah, the gritties. So Annie is first up and she wrote a poem, but she has art read it while she does an interpretive dance. And this is a really freaking good interpretive dance. And it was like really smart having art read it. Mm hmm. 
like having that dynamic because you had it's kind of like having two voices right like you have like contrast and i know she was originally when she was writing it she was like oh maybe i'll have moses read it but i think it was actually better to have art read it so that moses could like listen to the words while watching the dance versus being caught up with reading and not watching all around it was just like very well thought out and looked really amazing and then Shanae comes out and she's dressed in art's clothes and she does this really weird, like awkward impression poem. Like it was a poem as art huh. telling the girls like, oh, this is last rose of the evening, like kind of thing. It was creative, but it didn't land well. Yeah. Everyone was just like, okay. But I feel like, Lydia could have done something like that and like at least done something. Right. I think a lot of the people didn't really shine in this type of scenario where they're kind of like having to showcase what they think is unique about them. I think that's really hard to ask someone to because it's like, what are your talents? You know, it's hard for someone to be like, oh, like, what are you bad at? Right. Like when you have to answer those type of questions, I think that you can get yourself psyched out. Well, and they weren't allowed to do any cover songs or anything. So if they wanted to do a song or a dance, they had to make the music themselves. So like Lana decides to sing a song she wrote, but then she like gets cold feet and almost doesn't do it. But then she does it, but keeps like messing up and like interrupting herself. Which she has a really nice voice. She just, I think like that was very emotional for her to mm-hmm. like read her own writing and sing it where I think if she was to do like a cover, she probably would have nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact they only had an hour to prepare, she like jotted it all down. She practiced it, practiced probably once or twice and then got up there and was like, Oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> and then like the pressure's on. Right. And she has to be vulnerable. And I think it's really hard. Whereas like when you look at someone like, um, Annie, mm-hmm. she's like very, natural feet opening up her vulnerable side yeah so it's like and we do learn a little bit more about why um lana is having trouble doing that but we'll get to that in a minute yeah so lou does like this hula dance which was really fun and moses is like i really just wanted to get up and dance with her and it was like, that was nice because it's something that she just enjoys doing. She's kind of like riding the cultural aspect they have in common a little bit too hard. It's like, okay, he's not going to marry you just because you share ethnic background, you know? Yeah. Like, if that's the reason you're marrying somebody, then, you know, you might as well just get your parents to set you up with, uh, what do they call that, pre-engaged marriage? Uh, yeah. Where they sell you off or <laughs> yeah, you marry a prince, I guess, or a princess. An arranged marriage. Arranged marriage, yeah. right? So I think that she would do well to kind of like show a little bit more. Of her like individuality. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. So then we get Chanel doing stand-up comedy. They only showed little snippets of it. It looked like it was just okay. Yeah. Like you laugh to be nice. Well, I, it looked like she, like she had like one or two jokes that like actually were pretty funny, but she also had a lot of stuff that was just like, okay, that's like, I can understand why you wrote it because it probably sounded funnier in your head. Yeah. Um, given the short notice, it was decent. Negan puts together a bouquet, which was actually kind of a cool talent. 
But I think that her downfall was giving the bouquet to Art. And not Moses. Which they mentioned that. The narrator mentions that, I think. Yeah. So at the end of the day, Lana and Annie win like this two-on-one time. And this is uncomfortable. Because they sit down and Lana immediately is like, can we just have separate time, like shorter time, but separate? Yeah. And it's actually very awkward at how similar Lana and Annie are. Not necessarily look-wise, but just they like... They look similar. They walk, they have similar looks. Like they have... They're not like identical, but they have same color hair. same Almost the same height. Like same demeanor. Like they're both kind of like more introvert And they they have similar like vibes to them. Yeah, like they the both Interests and such. They both had to struggle. So... Annie gets to talk first and she opens up about how she used to be anorexic and the doctor had told her that she wasn't allowed to dance anymore because her heart could give out like at any moment because she was so thin. And that was kind of like a big opening up moment for her. Yeah. And she also opened up and was like, well, that's like vulnerable. And I think Mm -hmm. that's really scoring a lot of points. And given that Moses and her already have a really great connection, Uh, I think that that was like a very good next step. And then he was like, wow, like I can't even imagine not being able to sing anymore. Or like if the thing that I loved was just taken away from me. Yeah. And then he also asks her if she's in a place to start doing that again. And so she's like, yeah, which is why she did the dance, Mm -hmm. I think. So I think that she's in like a really good headspace right now just to be open to the relationship. Whereas, like, we learned from about Lana, she is still recovering from her past love committing suicide. Yeah. Her first relationship, I guess they were together all throughout high school, and he ends up committing suicide. And then she went through, like, this really dark phase where she was, like, partying and, like, depressed and, like, having a really hard time. And she tells him all of this, and then he is, like, trying to comfort a little bit, but then like the date ends and she's like, I feel like we didn't connect at all. Like I shared that information and I feel like I got nothing. Yeah. She's not feeling like there's much there, which is sad because she was one of our picks from the beginning. So, however, he does pull her aside as the day moves on because then they, I feel like they went straight from that date to the cocktail party. Yeah. And he lets her know that he sees her. You know, because yeah. I think he also felt that uncomfortability that she was feeling and that, like, unnerve. And so he's just like, you know, I, f- I feel you, you know, and it opens up to her a little bit, gives her a little bit, which that's one thing I really like about Moses. Another thing I like about Moses is that he's not afraid to, like, open up about how he feels about things and, like, engage on, like, a like a higher emotional and intellectual level. Yeah, when they had first sat down, she was like, what do you think about me? Because I have no clue how you think or feel about me at all. And then he just really, like, fully answered her entire question, which I thought was very good. Like, I feel like, you know how people, they always talk about people's vibrations. Yeah. And there's people that have, like, lower vibrations that are just very surface, that are just very basic. like that song, Good Vibrations. But I feel like Moses has like a very high frequency. Like he understands a lot of people's like emotions and feelings, 
which is really good because especially in this place. Yeah, he's like very receptive to how people are feeling. And which makes me think that he's actually there for the right reasons. Well, that's what I thought until Chanel asks him what his expectations are after the show. And the way he answers this, I think, really upset some of the people. I do think he was caught off guard because he wasn't expecting to have to, like, answer a question about something that's not even relevant at that time, you know? Yeah, I think just the way he phrased it wasn't, like, the best. And I know it's he didn't have, like, a lot of time to think about what he was going to say. Right. But she asked him that, and he basically says, well, I'm really just thinking about the current moment. I'm not thinking about who I'm going to end up with at the end. And he's like, what if I decide I don't want to be with anyone? And that upset the girls, especially Annie, because she's like, well, what am I here for? Why am I being vulnerable and opening up if you don't even like what he doesn't even know if he wants to be with anyone at the end. Right. And that's kind of like doesn't sit well with her because she's like being very open and very like, um, well, she's, you know, empathetic. She's like, I'm here to find love. I'm here to find the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. And is he not here to find the person he wants to spend the rest of his life with? Which I don't know why you would jump to that conclusion. He's basically just saying, like, if I don't feel like it's the right person, then I'm not going to ch- choose them just to choose someone. Which I think there's something to be respected about that. And then also, I actually don't really like the question, like Chanel asked. Because it sounds like she was just trying to stir things up a little bit, which is fine. But basically, it was just like, oh, what if um, somebody has to move? Well, like, I think, would you be moving? or would so? And he's like, I'm not even thinking about that, you know? I mean, I think it is important to be thinking about, though. Like, Chanel's probably like, well, if we do end up together, is he going to expect me to move where he is? Would he move where I am? Like, right, but that's a conversation you have in private. And probably when you get to, like, top three, four, right. or not. That's exactly right. So it's kind of like, that's like a, I don't know if they do sweets or, or whatnot in New Zealand, but that's, like, something you would ask in, as private as you can get on this show. Or after you meet their family. Right. Like, maybe have a chat at yeah. dinner that night and because discuss that. Because you wouldn't have gone on the show if you weren't prepared to make sacrifices, mm-hmm. right? Because it's all about finding love and, and love triumphs all. So... But then after this conversation, we see Lydia talking about leaving all over again. We also see Lou talking about possibly wanting to leave. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there. Which I think she was basically feeling like he doesn't make any effort to come talk to me at any of the cocktail parties. And why am I just hanging around and being here if he's not actually interested in getting to know me? Yeah, I don't know. She's like feeling slightly self-conscious as well. So... I'm getting that vibe from her. I think she's been waiting for him to come up the last few cocktail parties and is kind of like testing him in a way like, oh, well, if he wants to talk to me, he'll come talk to me. Which, unfortunately, that's not the nature of The Bachelor. Like you have to make time for yourself. Yeah, it's like everyone's fighting for his attention and he's kind of like... Like he only has limited time, so he's only talking to the people who come up to him and talk to him unless he has something super pressing he needs to talk to someone about. Or they just have an amazing chemistry, you know, Mm -hmm. which is like what he's supposed to be doing. And honestly, Lou and him, they have okay chemistry, but it's not... It's it's, not romantic. It's just more like in common chemistry. Like, oh, we're from similar backgrounds. Like we have similar friends. Like they can relate. 
like we like to do similar things. Like we, they're just very similar people. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's fine. But it doesn't mean that he's going to like, you know, he may not even know she feels that way. Right. Well, I don't think he does because they haven't had right. that conversation. Like he's being split into many different parts. So, yeah. So then we're left where they show a clip that looks like at least one person is either going to turn down a rose or choose to leave before he hands out the roses again. I have a feeling Lydia. It looks like she and Lou look at each other, though, like they're both going to step down and leave at the same time. Yeah. And I actually think Annie and, and Lana are both in his top three right now. I would say top three right now are probably Lana, Annie and Shanae. Because I think Shanae is still like hanging up like out at the top there. Yeah. And then I would say Chanel is probably like right under that. What about Negan? Negan, I feel like is kind of at the bottom. Okay. And I feel like Negan would very possibly be going home if Lydia and Lou don't go home. Right. I think Lou's days are numbered and I think Lydia might just go home herself. So I guess we'll wait and see. We'll just have to wait and see. And, you know, you better tune in for our second episode this week because the U.S. Bachelor started. I know. The Bachelorette. Right on. So get pumped. Check that out. And we'll talk to you guys next time.